What's good? How you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. So, welcome to Team C of the day. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Can you, can so, you hear me all right? This is a... Yeah, I hear you. You hear me? So this is a world-renowned R&B singer. So how did you get into singing? Oh, man. Um, as far as singing, I think it, it kind of took a life of... Um, when I was really just introduced to like gospel music, my mom, she, she took us to a new church and, um, you know, the, you know, I was int- introduced to it there. I fall in love with it in high school. I mean, as, as I'm pretty sure you could probably remember, um, they, you know, once they found out that I could sing, they had me doing everything related to singing, um, uh, practically uh, like singing that so um and always you know all, all, all that stuff like that so i think um the love for it uh started in in high school um but i, I was introduced to it a little bit in you know, junior high school so i want to give you your flowers because i definitely remember in high school where this the passion for music, just the love for it, and the vocals. The vocals are definitely one of a kind. (laughs) And I've been listening to... Of course, no problem. I've been listening to some of your your music. So you fell in love with it in middle school. Mm -hmm. So when did you start writing? So you always... Or when did you know that you had a talent, per se? So here it is. I, I've been... Um, even even in high school, um, I was writing... I, I, even in high school, I remember, like, in eighth grade, um, I had... But I, I wasn't... I wasn't... In my writing ability. Because I, at that time, I was in a writing... I was in a... I was in an R&B group. And... There was one. There was one singer actually, um, Jared Thompson. He um he was writing all of our songs for us. So I all of the all of the songs that I had written, um, they were practically like you know just in like notebooks and stuff like that. I never shared them with anyone because I just believed that Gerard's writing was just so so superior. Point. I think at that point, I think it was, um, but. Once, um, once I started venturing up, that's when I started, uh, you know, reaching back into those old, those old notebooks and, um, and recording, you know, record, just recording my own music that, uh, that came from my own emotions. That's what's up. Because I know a few of your songs you went with, you did with Gerard. Y'all are definitely a good team together. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my guy, man. That's my guy. So for you, when you're creating a song, what usually comes first for you? Uh, the first thing that always usually 
Um, I'm a very big uh, melody, melody kind of guy. So what I'll do is, I'll... and um, the the melodies or or they call them counter melodies. The counter melodies they they'll just start coming, and it, it's it's like a lot of them. There's like probably like five or six, and then I just keep saying all of them over and over until I find one that I really really like. Um, yeah, and then from there, um, I try to knock out all of the melodies first, and then from the melodies, the the words kind of form themselves. Whatever, whatever beat, like you know, driven by the music, you know. So like once the once the the music makes me feel something, obviously the melodies come, and then after the melodies, the words just fill in that space. Okay. So. Tell me where you were. Take us back to where you were when you wrote Rock and Roll. Ooh, that's a throwback. That's a throwback. Um, rock and Roll, where was I? Um, I wanted to... So at that time, um, when I wrote that song, I wrote that song so like like so many years before I actually put it out. So at that time, it was like the advent of when... Um, how do you call it? It was like the, the advent of the time when um, rock and roll was starting to become prevalent in in, um, in hip hop. So you had songs like Party Like a Rockstar, um, that was out. Um, and then a little bit after that, Lil Wayne had went into this whole rock thing. Um, mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do, I was just like, so I just decided to, 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 to to, to use that, like, okay, like, how can I make a rock and roll song? I just, that's when just the ideas just started, just started flowing. Um, and for that particular song, I linked up with my, my good friend, um, his name is, um, the, he goes by the runway. Um, and he, he sent it over and then it's just like, the, the melodies just started coming and then, you know, the, the words just, just flew out from there. But I'm, I'm I'm very glad you asked about that because that song was so that was so long ago. But it I was interested in doing bringing bringing or just combining rock and roll and, and R and B the best way that I know how. And y'all did a great job with that. Rock and roll is definitely a classic song. It's definitely one of my favorite that I heard so far. Wow. <laughs> So, love the music. Do you feel like um, you picked R&B or did R&B pick you? Mm. I'm going to be honest. I feel like it was a little bit of both. Um, I, after, like, immediately right after uh, college, well, not after college, after high school, I began very heavily um i was i was touring i was singing backgrounds i was in choirs um i was into the gospel field and at one point i was just like you know what gospel is what i want to do and i think i i made the decision to choose r&b but I think all along I was I was already destined to do R&B because R&B is what gave me that foundation. 
follow. Um, it wasn't gospel. It wasn't any other genre. You know, here, um, hearing the passion in in um, in Drew Hill in Drew Hill songs, hearing the passion from Cisco um, as he as he sung those Drew Hill songs, um, feeling something emotional for the first time ever with music when I heard Brandy sing um, songs that um, have you ever loved someone you know like mm. it was it was it was those it was those e- emotions from R&B it was those those moments in R&B that made me fall in love with R&B so um I think R&B has always chose R&B always chose me from from the jump but I had to make a decision to choose R&B for me to you know for me to take this road that I'm taking now. That's dope, that's dope. So, you mentioned some of the greats in R&B. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel the climate is for R&B now? I think R&B is going through a, a phase. You know how teenage people do like your little phase, like you try to figure, you try to you trying to like, you know, right. um, you know, <laughs> but I think R&B is just going through a phase and as in, despite what he's trying to find, trying to find itself again, because I feel like, personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with the music that's coming out today. I do feel like a lot of it is miscategorized. I don't think a lot mm. of the things that they call R&B is R&B, but that's fine. Um, I, listen, so... Oh, no, no. So, by you saying that, explain a little. Yeah. I'm a big fan of... So, all right, so th- there's this new thing right now. I'm not sure if you even know about it, but it's... it's like, it's like drill music from, like, Brooklyn or the Bronx or, like, the UK, but, like, R&B artists, like, singing over drill beats. Oh, mm. it's... It's personally, it's not traditional R&B. I think it's more. Uh, it's, it's 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 not. It's still R&B. It's just not traditional. So you know how um, I just think. I just think that you know R&B has brought. It's, it's me. Whereas before, you knew what R&B was. Time for us to to kind of figure out what are these other subgenres of of R&B. You know, you, you've got drill and B, you've got, you know, um, you got trap and B or whatever you want to call it. You know, um, there it, it's several different subgenres that you can throw into R&B. Um, but necessary, personally, I like a lot of it. I'm not going to lie. Um, and a lot of people are surprised when I tell them that I like it. Um, like people like Ty Dolla Sign. I love Ty Dolla Sign. Um, there's so there's so many of these other like new people that's out that's that's doing you know what what they call R&B, um, and I love it. But what I also love what I also want to say is there are new artists that that are coming up that who still kind of possess that old school um, mm-hmm. traditional R&B sound. Like obviously her, um, Jasmine Sullivan, you know Lucky Day, um, so so many so many of these other uh, artists that are out now they they still have it. It's just you know, we are we're we're inundated with all these other different subgenres of R and B. Um, yeah, like Silk Sonic, they have it. Oh, of course. That's 
classic R&B. That's classic R&B right there. So, well, like the sub division of R&B, could we put like maybe a Summer Walker or a Kalani in that kind of thing? Like you have like the R&B aspects of it, but it's not like the traditional R&B that you remember or you kind of feel in a way. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think they they have they have essence. They have a they have essence, but as far as what they're do, or, or what they're doing and how they are, mm-hmm. different. But it is. Um, I do think I don't want to take that away from them. Um, sometimes they can they can be in something. I think I would like to call it progressive R and B. Um, because it's almost like a new sound, but it still has its roots in R&B, if you know what I mean. Like, if you listen to Summer Walker, like, the, the way how she's singing, the things that she's singing about, it's, tradition, it's, it's traditional R&B. It's just the way how she's doing it is, 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 more, is a more of a progressive way. Very similar with Bryson Tiller. You know, like, when Bryson Tiller came out, it was just like, we, we never kind of uh, weave through an R&B track the way he did. Like, it was just like, is he rapping or is he singing? Um, so I think it's it's more of like a, it's more of a progressive, progressive type of R&B. Okay. So what artists do you feel um, motivated you and motivate you to continue in R&B? Mm. I think there's there's so many different people. There's so many different artists. Uh, you know, you just mentioned one, Silk Sonic. Uh, hearing, hearing, you know, come out with the song, the songs that they came out with, the singles, and obviously the album. I think it motivated me to to it motivated me that you know, really, traditional R&B is not dead. You can still make a traditional R&B song and make it to the top of the charts. Um, um, other people like Tank, the R&B singer, um, he inspired. He's just a vocal beast, and so that, you know, you can real, you can still sing on a record, and still, you know, people will love you for that. Uh, obviously, people like Jasmine Sullivan, who is just a vocal god. Uh, she's, you know, she's just inspiring. Just her being her, um, she's just. She's just amazing. I, I can't. I can't even say enough about her. Um, yeah, I just think people who are who are true to the, true to themselves. Uh, people like her. Her inspires me so much um, because I know a little bit of her backstory. Um, you know, years ago, she's been you know in the game for so. Just it's not until recently. So she recently just got her flowers, or I even I wouldn't even say got her. Was able to. to to, to, to make it to, to have her so that is a huge inspiration to me um, so yeah just people who are just naturally talented uh, and who you know who got their their message across and you know are are, are loved by the world so I never got into her I tried mm-hmm. but I'm gonna really? have to I don't know. Oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to send you some songs, man. I'm gonna send you some songs. <laughs> it's not like she's bad as this. I don't know. I, I guess it's just it. of it all kind of thing. 
I feel you. I feel you. I, so, do you like Jasmine Sullivan? Oh, Jasmine Sullivan's a beast. Oh, I'm happy she that she's probably getting her flowers that she deserves after yeah. all of these years. But this last album that she put out was everything. Mm-hmm. Check the box. For me, like, my favorite R&B artist, uh, female-wise, would probably be K. Michelle. Mm. Yeah, she's nice. How do you feel about her going country now, though? I, I'm here for it. Only because oh. she has that voice. Okay. I feel you. She has the voice. It would be different for her, absolutely. But she has that voice, and then it's going to make her happy, so... But for me, like I feel okay, like I'm she's the, like the last. Yeah, I am too. But from the snippet that's been given, I feel like she about to um, conquer country as well. I feel like she's the last real R and B female artist, like R and B like I guess professional R and B, like the Kalani, the Kiana Ke- Day, the Summer Walkers. Mm-hmm. They're all cute, but I don't I don't necessarily want to categorize them as R&B, but I guess you have to, because they're not mm-hmm. pop kind of thing. So that's why I'm happy you kind of explained the, the subdivisions of it all. Yeah, so yeah. It makes more it's, sense. It's definitely, definitely. sub genres because it's not, it's not traditional R&B. So I think, right. I think they're, I think they're starting to, because um, I think, um, if if the Grammys, I think the Grammys, they're gonna start uh, uh, doing it now. If they haven't done it this year, it's gonna be next year. Uh, to where the, there's a category for traditional R&B, and then there's gonna be another category for progressive R&B. So, um, and progre- progressive R&B is, is stuff like you know, um, uh, you know, like Kiana Lede, um, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Summer Walker, stuff like. Okay. Okay. So take us back when you featured on America's Karma. Mm. Because this song was so deep Mm. and it was so important, especially when it came out. Oh, yeah. How did the link up happen? Okay, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to the inception. Um, Gerard Thompson and Javon Lawrence were all under the same uh, record label that I run called Sounds of Music University. Um, and in in light of everything that was happening, oh, and uh, I'll also uh, shout out the, the producer as well. He's also an affiliate of Sounds of Music University. Um, we're, we're all on, you know, a group chat. So all, all of these things that, that are happening, you know, the, the mass shootings at the time, you know the, the 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 just the social the show the social injustice was just high and I I got in a group chat because uh, we we all just have a regular group chat where we just you know just speak about either music things or just you know just regular life regular life stuff and I wrote in the group chat uh, uh, let's make a song expressing how we in 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 our lives as black men. Um, and as soon as I, as soon as I said that, uh, Quincy, uh, who's, who's the producer, he, he, he was just like, all right, say no more. And literally by, I, I probably sent that text earlier that day. Um, by, by later that night, he had the full beat 
already finished and he, and he sent it over to us and um we all just we all just started you know we all just started started writing and probably within the next all in the studio just recording and let me tell you the 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 energy that was in in that room was 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 special because it wasn't it wasn't from a place of of anger or it wasn't from a place of um or let me not say anger a, a, a disgusting or a nasty place. It was it was of mm, it's, it's it was from a it was maybe a place of frustration. I think that's what it was. Just you know, just being. But it, it, we we were frustrated. But the fact that we had the opportunity to kind of use our talent to kind of express that frustration was just a beautiful thing. And that was the that was the energy that was in that room, and um, I just I, I'm just happy that it was able to translate onto that song because we you know we 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 came together and I feel like we made a, a song that was really telling of uh, just four four black men uh, you know who have been affected by the the social injustice that have, that has been going on in this country. Thank you for that. And y'all did a amazing job. I feel like I didn't hear that. Y'all need to go listen to that. So, who would be your top... Yeah, I give you top five. Top five artists. Hmm. For you. Male and female? Mm-hmm. Okay. Top five male and female. Um... Jasmine, Tank, uh, Boys to Men, and oh, uh, I gotta do six. I gotta do six. Chris Brown mm. and then Drake. Chris Drake. Drake. Drake is the honorable mention. Okay. <laughs> That's a dope list. Brandy, she, she's... It's, it's, it's a mix of... That it should be. Um, I want to say that I feel like you should do gospel as well because you definitely have that gospel voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where so... Um, I feel... No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My fault, I'm sorry. Uh, you're good I feel like you should tap into that more like I know R&B chose you and you chose R&B and you made that decision kind of thing which is great because you definitely have a voice for R&B but I feel like you on a gospel track would be everything I agree I'm not gonna lie to you I, I agree so here it is um, I'm so glad that you said that because uh, last year uh, at the beginning, the beginning of actually the beginning of this year, I, I told myself that I wanted to to, to tap back into that R and uh, not R. I told myself the best way that the best way that I or I felt the best way for me to tap into that field was writing. So. 
I had one gospel placement with um, an art. Well, I, I have way more than one, but one of them has come out. Already. Um, it's by uh, a woman. Her name is Nikki Ross. She's a amazing gospel singer, and um, she 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 lives in Texas, and. It's it's crazy. So we wrote the song. Uh, me me and my me and my good friend, his name is Jamal. We wrote the song together, and we sent it we sent it over to her, and you know she, man, it, it's it, it's one thing to to you know write your own song and just it's it's cool. But when you write a song and you know you demo it for them and then you hear it back, you know the way how they kind of interpret it, and you know she is she's a beast vocally so man it it just it much and also i just felt like she she did such an amazing job at at um how would you say like uh feeling the song and 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 connecting you know connecting with god to that song and i just it was it was just amazing and and it just motivated so I just want—I want to thank you for saying that because that's—it's just more motivation for me to continue, continue to, to, to work with um, many, 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 many other gospel artists as well as R&B artists as well too. But um, it's definitely something that's new for me. But it is something that I have uh, been consciously uh, for uh, the start of this year, and I, and I started it. And the next—I know I already know next year is going to be. Well, I definitely can't wait to hear what's coming up. So, tell us about Thought Away. Okay, Throw It Away. I wrote Throw It Away. The same people who are on um, uh, uh, Javar Thompson and Javon Marks. And to write breakup titles. And we all spoke about heartbreak. And I really wish that I would have recorded that because I it's very rare that you see three men um sitting together and just discuss um how how they've been wronged. Um, it's something that's very vulnerable and it's a real personal song for me because it was the first time that I ever um, sat in a room with with three with two other men, um, my, myself, uh, Gerard Thompson and Juwan Lawrence. We just spoke about our, our, our own individual um, instances where our, our hearts were broken um, and we turned those those stories into this song which is throw it away and for me this is the first time that I ever you know I've, I've ever done something so vulnerable in in a song so the song throw it away is very very important to me and and the reason why I love it is because I feel like so many people can relate to it because um, you know every everyone is, has been in a situation where they, they've gotten their they've gotten their heart broken or they've been in a relationship where they felt like they were underappreciated or undervalued. So, um, yeah, Throw It Away is, is, a, is a special song for me. So explain your writing process, because 
for me, artists who don't really write, it hits different when you know that they're a writer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, explain think, your writing process. So, I write a lot from experience, but I don't, not until recently, I started to really write from my own personal feelings. And I, I know that it's going to, it sounds a little difficult to kind of decipher. Um, before my writing was very superficial, I would speak about things and events, but, uh, you know, now this new music that I'm coming out with, like, you know, the song, What is Love, um, the song, Throw It Away, there, there's, there's a new song that's, that's going to be coming out at the top of the year that is, that is another, uh, very emotionally, emotionally driven song, um, you know, this new wave of writing is just me tapping into the, into my e emotions. So I think my, my writing process is, is beginning to change to whereas before it was, it was very superficial. It was, you know, all right, let's just put the best song together. And that was the primary uh, focus before. Whereas now the focus is to be as vulnerable as possible and to, to get out as many emotions as possible. And then secondarily, how, how, can, how, can we, how can we turn this into an amazing song? So yeah, I think that's, I think that's, that's how my, my writing process is, has changed over, over time. Okay. I don't, I don't, how would you say, I don't, I don't look down on them. I just, I just feel like they haven't figured out how to turn their stories into songs because mm. I, 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 a, a, that is a, that is a, a art form in itself. Whereas turning your experiences and turning your feelings into into songs it's it's definitely something that is uh you have to work hard at and you have to be taught to be honest you have to this, this is it is it isn't something that you just innately know you have to be taught um how to do it correctly and how do you get taught to do that um oh i'm so glad that you asked this i um i i was told i was told this by an executive i i I won't say his name, um, but he told me that the best way to um, become a better songwriter for free. You know, songwriting camps, you know, you can hire and coach and stuff like that. But the best way how to do it for free is to write with other people. Mm. You're bouncing ideas of, uh, off of each other. Exactly. Exactly. The, the more you the more you co-write the the more you're you're able to kind of distill uh so many and to my well, imagine a room of five people writing one song you know and you know what what he said has reigned true to me so so much and I, i've even and and you could even do this yourself like if you ever just look at the credits of a song any major song, like like even like let's say somebody like Beyonce, like you look at credits, there's no, there's never, there's never less than five people. 
on one song. Never yeah. less, never less. So it's it's so many people, so many on, on on what makes a great song. So um, I think co-writing is for me is is the best teacher on how to become a, a better songwriter. So bring us to the time when No Reasons came out. Oh man. No reason. Okay. No reason was essentially the first song that I ever released on all streaming platforms. Um mm. now I have yeah, so now there's a little backstory to that. I won't get a hundred percent. Uh, even though this is, you know, this is a, this is you know, a show about you know tea. I won't give you all the tea. I'll give you a little bit, but I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you some mm. of it. Um, I was in a, a certain, um, a certain contract. Let's just say that. Okay. Song came out. Um, it was how would you say it? It was it was my first song that was ever you know on all streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, all those places, and at the time it was me and and, and another co wrote another co writer who wrote the song. Um, big shout out to Isaiah Dunmore. Um, um, he's an amazing writer. Um, we wrote the song, uh, and me and the, the people I was in contract with, we had a we had a falling out. So essentially, the song was taken down. But they didn't necessarily own the song. They just owned they. We were just in contract together, so anything that I put out was technically a part of the agreement. So the song had to come down, and that's the reason why I put it out on my first album because myself and Isaiah Dunmore technically still own the song. But as far as the creative side of the song, um, what Isaiah and I really wanted to do was just speak about how, essentially just how to be a gentleman, you know? Like how to, you know, how to really court the person that you're, you know, that you're interested in, you know? So I think, I think for me, um, that's what I want my, I really want my music to embody is you know just speaking about the real things in life and speaking about things that are relatable um and to me it's one of my favorite songs to perform because so much you know who doesn't like to be catered to who doesn't like to be pampered so i think i just love that song. it's one of, one of my favorite to be honest so a question do you feel like, especially for, I guess, in my opinion, I feel like when R&B artists, usually the music is mostly about heartache or pain. Do you feel like it's hard to then come out with something happy? Uh, yes, I think. I, well, okay. I don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily say hard. I just think that the it's so here it is i was i was all right let me i'll i'll go back i'll in in college i I was a psychology major and one of the things that they taught um 
that they taught me was people, they often remember pain a lot more deeper than they remember something uh, that brought them great joy. So people are naturally tuned to, um, to remember trauma way better than their, their or they're more likely to remember trauma than to remember joy. So I think that is what it is. That's what's, that's what stemmed, or not what stemmed, but that's what makes it easy to, to write about heartache. What would be your feature that you would want the most and why? I think I'm extremely torn. I think for my creative uh my creative side and my my vocal and my r&b side it would be to have a duet with either jazz or okay would be filled with so much joy um <laughs> if that happened but i think just on a business side um i think the the go-to feature would have to be drake drake yep Okay, I can see that. I can definitely see a dope love song with Jasmine and Brandy. I'll say all three. I'll say all, all three. three of them, right? <laughs> because I know crazy. that Jasmine and Brandy's supposed to be cooking something up, I think, possibly. That'll be amazing. So, you never know. I can picture it. I can see it already. Speaking it into existence, man. You got to. So, so far in your career, what is your best, what is your biggest takeaway? Hmm. I would say create often uh, and don't be afraid of failures. I think those two those two things are for me are they're, they're paramount I think you know creating is, is something that I love to do and I think the more that I do it the better I become so I think anyone, anyone who who's who's looking to you know either be a like a like a singer or a rapper or or anything anything creative like um I keep even with you, like just doing podcasts. Like this is this is creative, you know. Coming up with all these questions and stuff like that. I think you consistently over and over and over again, you're only going to get better at. So I think that that will be the one that will be the one the, the one takeaway that I've learned or am still learning just about um, you know being a creative is just doing it consistently. Um, and then you know the second thing is just not you know not fearing anything like just just go just going for it like earlier early on in my career um i, I let so many things stop me just out of fear um mm. fear and fear and self-doubt and you know worrying about you know or you know, worrying about what somebody else is gonna think like oh oh you know this that and the third it's just like no nah, bro like they're gonna talk they're gonna talk regardless so you might as well you know, fulfill your heart's desires while you're here, you know? I read a quote today that said, um, I, I want to die empty. Mm. 
is I want to I want to die with all of my all of my thoughts, all of my passions, all the things that I had on my mind out. You know, like they're not. And the, the last thing I'll say about it is I, I personally feel like God, and not to, not to bring you know you know, not to get all like spirit spiritual with this, but I think God wouldn't have put these ideas, these thoughts, these 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 feelings in your in you for them to to, to he put them in you so that, that right. Yeah, yeah. He, he he didn't he didn't put them there. He didn't put them there to stay there. He put them there for you to what's it, for you to get them out, for you mm-hmm. to, to 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 let that light shine, for you to you know, for you to let that let these thoughts and let these things that that he's given to you, um, show everyone that you know, it, it, it's it's okay to dream, you know, it's okay to to pursue your passion, it's okay to. You know, it's okay to launch that business. It's okay to start that podcast. It's okay to, you know, record that album, you know? So I think, man, uh, for me, yeah, it's just getting over that initial fear about, you know, what will people think of me? Like, just go ahead and do that, man. (laughs) You know, some good gems. So, can we hear a little snippet of something new, something old? I got you. I got you. Um, I sing. I sing. I sing a little bit of throw it away. Just a little bit of. How could the person I gave all of my love to just throw it away? Throw it away. Yeah. How could the person I gave all of my love to? Hey, throw it away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little sniff it. Little sniff. It's the high note for me. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. So, what's next for you? What's this next album that's about the come up this top of the year hopefully yeah yeah so last year on my birthday i released um called hot on my sleeves and on that project i i i i wouldn't say i bared it all but i that i was speaking to you about and at the uh at the top of next year Probably around my birthday, it probably won't be on my birthday because my birthday falls like on a Saturday this year. Um, but probably either before, yeah, pro- probably a little bit before before my birthday, I will be dropping Heart on My Sleeves Part Two. And it is this, so it was EP, and Heart on My Sleeves Two is actually going to be a full album. So, um, oh, so how many songs is that? So, right now, I currently have 12 songs, but it, it probably, the whole 12 probably won't make it. I'll probably narrow it down to, um, probably narrow it down to 10. Um, I don't want, I don't want to kill you guys with all these, all this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably leave it at 10. Probably just be 10 tracks.
10 is a good number, but I do feel like 12 is the right number. Right. Well, actually, well, here it is. 11, 11 is my favorite number, so I may just I may just make it. Yeah. See? Good compromise. That sounds right? good. <laughs> so, Heart of My Freeze Part 2. So, oh, yeah. how would this be different than the EP? Or this is just a continuation, you feel, of the story? Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's essentially just going to be a continuation of me diving into this vulnerable um, side of me. Um, a lot of the songs are speaking of true things that I've either gone through or things that have happened to me, um, either relationship-wise or, um, well, you what let me not say what else can R&B singers sing about but the main things that R&B singers speak about are our relationships with no, it's made of just you know platonic but yeah okay so anything for for us I just wanna I just wanna give you your you uh, you gave me my flowers earlier, so I'm gonna give you yours. I just want to congratulate you on on having this platform. Um, I wish you nothing but success and continued growth in this. Um, you know, I I wish, yeah, I, I just wish you just and you know more success, more uh more endorsements, um, live shows, you know, every, everything, you know, everything that comes with having a successful podcast. I, I wish that for you, man. And I, I just want to thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much. So where can everyone find you and your work, your God-given voice, just the artist? I got you. Uh, if you're on Instagram, you can find me at Winston Ward Music. Um, and if you want to listen to any of my music, you can just type into your favorite um, place where you listen to music, whether that's um, Apple Music, Spotify, um, LimeWire, which is when and um, my, uh, my, my music will come up. So, yeah. So, before we go, Can we just get a little sample of I Wanna Be? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, ooh, you know, let me, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real with you. I haven't sang that song in years. Hold on, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pull up my lyrics on this, man. Hold on. Hold on. Baby, you do, do. Oh, no, actually, I'm gonna just sing the chorus. Um, I wanna be, I wanna be, I wanna be yours. I wanna be, I wanna be, I wanna be yours. I wanna be yours. Oh, no. I wanna be, I wanna be, I wanna be yours. I wanna be, I wanna be, I wanna be yours. I wanna be, I wanna be, I wanna be yours. 
Oh man, that, bro, I, I appreciate you listening to all that, all of the, all the old music, man. That's a throwback, bro. <laughs> oh man, I appreciate that, bro. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Winston Ward. Thank you for everything. Much support. I'm definitely going to listen to um, How Do My Sleeve, the EP. And then I'll definitely wait till your album, album drops at the top of the year. And this has been an amazing episode. This was episode 14 of season three of my podcast. And just thank you for wanting to hop on and share your talents, give some gems, and just give us the real about being an artist. No problem at all, man. Hey, listen, any anytime you you want to have me back, I'll be back, bro. Thank you so much. Duffy probably, you know, we, we might try to make it a nice little album release party. Let's do it, man. Let's make it happen. We'll, we'll, we'll talk offline about it. Let's make it happen. So, thank you for listening to Keeping with the Cheese Channel, Season 3, Episode 14, where we have conversations that need to be had. We have people tell us about their passions and artists who just dope as hell. Thank y'all. Later. You want to say later? Later, y'all. Later. (laughs) (laughs) All right.